following professional wrestler is the last true sick boy, the video nasty, and the original cult classic. All right, Rob, we're recording. Um, so yeah, this is Roy Corn. This is the Sick Boy Video Club, and this is Rob. Yeah, do you have a surname? Bedford. There you go, Rob Bedford. <laughs> um, so this is technically episode one. Yeah, because we did. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, by this stage, you've hit play. So and you know what's happened. Thanks for hitting play. Yeah, so this is a. I don't even want to say how frequent podcast in case I fucking mess up and um, don't stick up with it. This is a fairly frequent podcast. Yes. Which will be available on, uh, on Spotify. It'll also be available on uh, iTunes eventually. Um, it's uh, bonus episodes and extra content, like Q&As and all that stuff, are available on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Rory Coil. Um, but you might have found this via Twitter or Instagram or whatever. So, Rob. Yes. How are you? I'm great today. I'm absolutely spawn, thanks. I was how not expecting that. <laughs> and how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, if anyone listened to this on Patreon, um, me and Rob just, just digested some uh, tato cheese and onion crisps. We did. Which is a we terrible did. idea for a podcast. Because no! it's just... <sighs> so, we had to stop recording. We also both have a Tim Horton sitting in front of us. We um, do. So, you might hear some slurping. Now, I did realize the introduction episode was low. Our voices were a little bit low. So hopefully I've upped our voices now. But this I is a work in progress. I and we'll, we'll, I think we'll get better. And and look, we're both wearing headphones as well. So we look, look more like more professional. Professional. I'm facing a wall because these uh, mics do like a little bit of mic bleeding and stuff. So yeah, it's a work in progress. We're going to get better at it. And I can see half of your face. That's all you need, mate. I've got a computer between those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So the concept is, if anyone's ever listened to uh, the stuff before, it's like I sit down normally with Rob or with um, with people I know through wrestling or friends and stuff like that. And we talk about videos or we talk about video games or music or wherever the hell it takes us. So we've been to see a lot of stuff recently, Rob. We have seen. Almost like we were prepping <laughs> to do some form of podcast. So what I wanted to talk about today, and I haven't even told you yet. Oh, okay. Is um, I like surprises. something where like, I think when we saw the trailer for it, I could audibly hear you cream in your jeans. Uh, and Cream in Your Jeans is a line from a, a movie called Kentucky Fried Movie from years ago. Okay. Um, it's a little bit weird. It was kind of like a movie, was it Movie 43? Where they did all the sketches and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kentucky Fried Movie was kind of like like that, but in, I don't know, late 80s, 90s. And there's a, <laughs> I'm going way off topic here. There's a <laughs> there's a trailer for it, for a fictional movie in it called Catholic High School Girls in Trouble. And the voiceover is, you will cream in your jeans when you see Catholic high school girls in trouble. <laughs> and I often use the line, cream in your jeans. And um, I think it's a good quote. The good lady, Kirsten. Kirsten was kicking off because she thought that we buried her in the introduction episode. Sorry, Kirsten. And we never even give context about who she is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kirsten is, um, yeah, she's the good lady. I'll just call her the good lady. But um, you and Kirsten go way, way back. Yeah, we go way, way, way back. Like probably like 10 years at this point. Um, so do you know, do you know what movie I'm on about? I think so. I'm sure I do. Oh, the, the cream in the jeans one. Where the trailer came on and I think I heard, I think I heard your erection take I place. I think so. I think so. Because we've seen quite a lot recently. So it's like, when did we see, when did, when did the, when did I see the trailer? 
Oh, it was a while ago. And I'll give you more context. So we were then, we bumped into Martin, um, who we both know, who's a game designer. Um, and we were saying, we were, oh, yeah, we're going to go see this movie soon because, you know, it's oh. out soon. And he went, oh, you guys will both love it. I know it's trailer. And then he about. paused and went, it's a proper dad movie. And I just went, you cheeky little <laughs> shit. But then I then heard a review of this somewhere else and they described it as a proper dad movie. And I was like, shit. I think I just really like that movie. Yeah, I th- I th- right, it's a good you, genre. Do you know what we're talking about? Huh? Yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah. Because you were... I was aroused. so, so down to watch Air. So for context, big, big uh, Nike fan. Love Nike. Just like every other guy, I guess, I suppose, or whatever. The, uh, but Nike, um, in terms of like design and advertising, have done some like really, really cool, iconic things. Uh, not just with like the the Michael Air Jordans, but just as a brand in general. Those old, old textured posters where you've just got like the shoe, loads of text and a big header. Love that stuff. Like um, maybe six months ago, I was in London at the Nike, like the, uh, the Capital Star, which is huge. They had a awesome like, gallery that was from the very, very beginning and all the adverts and all the products. So it was all like the, the major flagship products, but it was all the advertising that was attached to it. And you could just walk through. It was like the entire like right, right side of the ground floor. And it was just all these posters, kind of what they did in their marketing as the brand. And it was mint. I literally went there uh, on that visit just to go look at all these like crazy distorted and textured posters that have a real like uh, strong place in my heart for design. It's just it just looks mint. Yeah, so it was weird. So I didn't. So I used to subscribe to like Empire, the movie magazine, and I used to kind of read the. I used to like you know when everyone's got their daily internet habit. Yeah. Where like, you get up, like you log on, and there's like your four or five go tos. Yeah. Like, um, even when I wasn't reading Empire magazine or like Total Film or anything like that. The Empire website used to always be like one of my go-tos is like, oh, I'll read the movie news today or whatever. And I think now I've like slowly fallen out of that habit, which is a bit shit. So I, th- I didn't even know they were making this movie. So I think like with that, a lot of what you would read, I think ends up in your social media algorithm anyway now. So I find out, I, I don't really subscribe to any websites like that anymore because most of what I follow on social media would be those articles anyway. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I'd seen this mm. or even, and this is just because now I'm kind of reverting back to being a caveman. <laughs> like it's a beautiful process where quite often Kirsten will have to show me stuff that's happened on the internet mm. and particularly involved in professional wrestling. She'd be like, oh, have you seen this? And I'm like, nah, I don't pay, like, I don't pay any attention to anything. Like, yeah, I get that. Which is nice. It's actually good for, good for my headspace where I don't like, I'm just a caveman in the woods. Um, that's the dream. I try to just keep off socials like during the day now. So yeah. I'm not doom scrolling. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's like, I, I try and avoid that. So I've, but I am missing loads of shit. So the trailer mm. came on. And I was like, wait a minute, they're making a trailer about my Jordan. Jordans. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm in, I'm in for this. But then when I saw the cast, I was like, oh, oh, it's I'm a definitely solid cast. Yeah. Like it's just putting, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon together. Like dream team. So as a, as a designer, as like someone that deals with like branding and you kind of, because you do the brand, you do obviously branding, you guys do branding, you do a great job of it. Thank you. 
but you can also handle the like the you handle the biz dev stuff as well. Yes. And I know you got other people in the studio as well that, that do biz dev stuff. Yeah. But like what did you think of its depiction of that side <laughs> of like the business? As uh, well as the cool brand and stuff. We'll start with like the biz devy like that so, type of shit. Like what do you think of that? Brain. <laughs> so I loved it. Um it was very the way I kind of looked at it was like I don't want to give too much away of like the film, but spoiler the end. Yes, of spo- them. <laughs> yeah, spoiler the um, but how it's depicted with sometimes you've got to break some rules, sometimes yeah. you've got to go around the contacts, you know, and then sometimes you've just got to go directly to the person in context. Yeah, because it's pe- like at the end of the day, it's kind of like people. I think that's kind of probably something that you, you're good at as a businessman is like, like people. Yeah. Yeah. It's you have the, to be it's able the to. people that really kind of make the deal. So it's like, Oh, hundred percent. Like if you're not a dick, people, and you're quite personable. I a hundred percent agree that I am a big believer of people don't work with businesses. People work with people. Yeah. And you know, you could have, you could be at like the biggest place in the world, but if your point of contact is an ass, you're not going to get the project. Right. The, um, that's obviously not the case for every project, but people are more likely to work with you if they like you or they get along with you, uh, they can relate to you, right? The the way it's depicted in the film, uh, I don't really want to say spoilers, but it's like not a spoiler, it's like a documentary. So the guy who... It's not a documentary. <laughs> well, it, it's like a... It's not it's a true events. It's true events. Really. Yeah, I don't think... But it's weird, though. Even though you know... What I liked about it was, like, we knew the outcome. Yeah, we, we knew I've, the outcome from the beginning. And I've listened to like some, I listened to some reviews of, of movies that, because um, I'm a big fan of Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo. Like that's mm. my go-to podcast. And um, I listened to some stuff about people talking about like, um, going in the like Apollo 13 yeah. and not knowing the outcome, which for a certain age demographic, that is kind of, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But I think we're kind of in that perfect age demographic where we're like, well, we know, yeah, we know what happens here. Yeah. But it was still weirdly, like, oddly gripping. Yeah, it's, right to the end. <laughs> I was I, like, I said, like, oh, I hope they fucking manage to sign them. Yeah, I like, think I this hope is the, the way, shoe looks good. <laughs> I think that's the way, like, it's shot and the way, like, the story beats from the script dictate, like how, how it's filmed and obviously the overall direction, right? But the way that you have to break some rules and you have to make some like real ballsy predictions in that biz day. Like, you know, there's like a lot of risk played, right? Yeah. And sometimes you have to play big risks to get that payoff at the end. And obviously the payoff here was, you know, holy shit. Like, holy shit, it's Michael Jordan. This is the, the, the <laughs> biggest sports, but also like yeah, changed what was cool at the end, which I kind of knew little bits about because I'd watched the, um, the Netflix show was it the final. I can't remember the name of it, but there is a, the there's a Netflix dance, like. Was it? So, the final dance with the Bulls kind of campaign. I wasn't um, thinking that documentary, but there's a documentary on this subject, which is like an accurate documentary, yeah. uh, as opposed to like uh, like like a dramatization. Uh, yeah, because I think that's because it's cool because it's like yeah, the dude is trying to he's trying to sign this thing because the basketball division of Nike's in the fucking dirt. Yeah. 
And then he's like, let's take a punt on this. Come on, let's fucking all our chips on this thing. And then the the actual after effect is like, he didn't just revolutionize fucking sports kind of sports. Well, he not just like this this it, one shoe. It revolutionized like the like kind of what you expect from like sport footwear. And like brand, but yeah. then also had this crazy knock on in terms of like how athletes got paid. Yeah. Like that shifted the industry i found that to be i want to know more about that (laughs) probably the most interesting thing about how those endorsements and sponsorships and how when you attach an athlete to a product how that all works i found that really really interesting the uh but the fact that there was such like a good deal like at the end like the when they're going over the deal yeah so like it becomes the product we know right that bartering, that back and forth. Yeah. And it's like, it was, it's Viola Davis that plays like Jordan's mom and she's yeah. just like, fuck oh yeah, she's unreal. like, got, it's like no hold back sort yeah. of situation. And um, I thoroughly loved it when, so this was like a quote from the trailer and it's like, it's just a shoe. Or this is maybe a slightly off quote, but it's like, it's just a shoe till my son steps in it. Yeah. And that's like, that was the hitter, right? Oh, you give me goosebumps, Rob. Like, that's the hitter right <laughs> yeah. there, right? The, and that can be applied to so many different products, right? And so many different brands. And even the stuff that the don't, doesn't have, like, a celebrity or an athlete attached to it, the, you think of maybe, like, Supreme, right? Supreme is, like, super limited merch, right? Yeah. If it wasn't super limited edition, highest quality garments that can like be to that like sort of product, it wouldn't be supreme. Like it's known for doing, you know, those really, really, and now, now at least like lots of really abstract products, really yeah. cool high level like collaborations. But if it wasn't like that limited, this is gone instantly. Yeah. It wouldn't be supreme, right? The, uh, so I find things like that really, really interesting where it's like supreme isn't supreme without being limited edition. Yeah. So did you, were you bothered by the fact that like, Jordan wasn't in it much. Uh, not really, to be honest. Like, I, at one point, I did find it quite funny that, oh, we're just seeing, like, the back of his head <laughs> or, like, the side this, of his ear. This faceless kid. The, um, um, but I found it, you know, the story wasn't about necessarily Michael Jordan. Like, yeah, that's, like, it, a separate. Because like, like, I'd heard, I'd heard, um, I'd heard some other, I'd heard some people review it and they kind of weren't, they, it, they found that off-putting. See, I but, found it more... I preferred hearing the story. It's like the story from Nike's perspective at the end of it. Like, yeah. that's kind of how I looked at it. It's not... It's like their struggle of, like, the current climate yeah. and having, like, um, like, competition from Adidas, Converse, and everyone trying to get the same athlete in, right? It wasn't about Michael Jordan's journey to... What shoe? What like footwear yeah. can I sign with? It was about Nike's struggle to get yeah. Jordan. So for me, it was like I wasn't too bothered about it. The um, yeah, I wasn't too bothered like that he wasn't in it. But at one point, I was like, like we just need the back of this guy's head. <laughs> yeah, I think you finally see him talk, like, but it's quite late in. But I, yeah, I, I remember like hearing that review, and I heard the review after I saw the film, and I was like, oh, I didn't even, yeah, it didn't even bother me in the slightest. Because but they, 
the thing the reviewer that was talking about it was like, oh, they kind of treat him like this Christ-like figure. Like, oh, you dare not look at Michael Jordan. It's like, no, that's not really the point of it. The point of yeah. it is like, the main thing is the relationship between these dudes that are all working at Nike mm. um, or Nike. Um, I'm Irish, we just say Nike because we're lazy. Um, and them trying to sell his parents on yeah. the thing and trying to be like, look, you know, we're going to treat your kid like he's a star. He's not going to be one of four stars. He's going to be, he's gonna the, be star. the star. And there's a lot of bits of it reminded me of like Mad Men because I was a mm. massive fan of Mad Men. I really, really loved it. And I think like that, the way the pitching is kind of depicted in Mad Men, but also the way that like going off script in a pitch mm. is like not necessarily the, the worst thing. Um, I actually think it's... Uh pretty good to be able to have the flexibility so yeah because we've been at an event well not talking like but we've been at an event where um it was a classic and i find this in wrestling as well like i kind of like i normally know i don't go out with a promo mm. in mind um which is probably sometimes it has backfired great deal mm. me where i'm like shit probably should have wrote something down there um but i find like there's a there's 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 more value in like seeing what lands. Yeah. So I can kind of have a structure in my brain where I'm like, I might go out and I might say this. Um, and then I think like the, there's a lot of things in wrestling I'm not good at, but the one thing I'm kind of good at is kind of like gauging that and then yeah. kind of figuring out like how fast do I need to talk for this audience? What are they biting for? Are they really biting for this? Are they not biting for that? Um, and I think like with pitching as well, like you could be like, right, well, this is the best idea we have. And like that, I love that video example that they use in air where it's like, this is going to be great. And like, you can just see it just falls flat. So <laughs> you can see Matt Damon's character just sitting there like, oh my fucking, oh my God. And he's kind of like at that edge of like, and I think everyone's been there. If you're like a creative and you deal with pitching, we are like, oh, shit, it's going down. Do I now try and stop it going down or should we prep this? Should we just let it go down? I think that's why like having a video during like a presentation or a pitch, um, if it's not super snappy, it can fall flat. That video they showed is fucking Yeah, the, the video is like, it, it just, it doesn't encapsulate the brand, right? And yeah. Matt Damon's character, he just goes, look, and he just goes, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop the rail, stands up. And then he puts like on the speech, right? right. Which was... Like it's not part of the of the of like the pitch, right? He just gives it the speech yeah. and he's like, We want you and only you. Yeah. We will do whatever we have to to make sure like you are the star. Like and I think that if you are pitching, you know, within business, you know, like I've pitched for like however many projects at this point, right? Having a loose script is better than having a really thought out yeah. script because you never know if someone's gonna interject. If it's like a more of a conversational sort of pitch, maybe someone's going to interject right in the middle yeah. about something that's going to be later. It's like, it could throw you off if you've got a redefined script, right? So for me, someone could heckle you. Yeah, you can heckle, you know, you got to learn, <laughs> you got to learn how, the, um, how to which happened me, which happened to me. Yeah, which happens to me a lot. Like, and I think that's like, I think that's why I liked it because it had that essence of Mad Men where like Don Draper would kind of read a room, he'd watch people and like, read the room and engage what where he needed to pivot and stuff and i really liked the way that was depicted because like it reminded me of rest but also reminded me of like like i was going to say like we went to an event it was a while ago now 
And I think it was like a super, super casual event. Mm-hmm. And it was like super chill. And everyone was everyone was introducing themselves to swearing and stuff like that. And it yeah. was like really like fine. And then there was clearly like some people there that like had a pre-made like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I felt really bad because what they were delivering, and we spoke about this later, what they were delivering was fucking great. Yeah. Like it was really interesting, but it was like, oh, fuck, this audience don't care. Mm-hmm. And I see that like in wrestling a lot as well, where it's like, um, and I've done this like loads of times in wrestling where I've gone out and be like, I'm going to say this, this, and this, and it's going to be fucking mint. Um, and then I do it and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But I think now I'm a little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. and I'm having fun. So I'm like, at that talk pro show in Manchester, I started talking and some guy, you know, the Stone Cold Steve Austin Watt thing. Yeah. He started trying to watt me and I was like, for fuck's sake, man. It's like, <laughs> um, so I just went off script and was like, look, mate, like you can watt me if you want. But I'm the best fucking person in like possibly Europe at this. Yeah. So I'm just going to bury you, mate. Yeah. So we can do that or you can just shut up and let me talk because these shows often run over and I want to get this going. Yeah. And then he just went, little golf clap. And I went, right, okay. So now now we go back to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think like a couple of years before that, that probably would have threw me in. I I would have been like, shit, fuck, he's watting me. Oh, what do I do? What do I do? Um, or I would be like, shut up, you daft cunt. And I'd be like, oh, it's a family show. Oh, can you say? Oh, shit. That's the first C word we've That's said. That's the first C word. Oh, you um, to bleep that. A little cheeky little bleep. I think a cheeky little bleep would be fine. The, uh, but I think that definitely knowing how to be flexible and adaptable when you're talking yeah. and like be able to read the room. You know, if you're... You know, if you're pitching or you're having a conversation about a project or whatever, right? I keep coming to like the project because that's like what my pitching is. Yeah. The, um, if someone looks like they're not interested it's probably because they're not interested yeah and i think one of the biggest projects that we actually um that we ever got which was uh with funko the oh pop- you're allowed to talk about that yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. we're allowed to talk about funko but yeah, i just can't tell you what we've done right i've seen it rory is nda'd i just added out what, what rob really said the um but when we did our pitching we it was literally like, we want to work with you. And we weren't as, you know, we were qualified, but we hadn't done a lot of work within licensing at this point. And I knew that during the pitch. So I just told him, I was like, look, we'll do whatever we have to, to get this project. We will do the best to our ability and we will continuously improve and work to every part of your system to make sure we can do the best possible output. And when we got given an art test, so we passed like the first stage, we got given like a small art test um, just to see how we deal with a small project. We completely fucking messed it up. <laughs> we completely messed it up. We, uh, I looked way too deep into it. Um, so a lot of my background prior to design was working in retail set up lots of POSs before, uh, point of sales. And um, it was just putting together a mock for a point of sale. I hadn't seen this cutter before. And I was like, oh, well, this must go like this because of X, Y, Z reasons. Turns out I was wrong and I shouldn't have even thought like that. And I was thinking way too in deep. But they, I apologize saying they didn't give as much context. But despite doing errors, they're like, we want to work with you because we like you. And you're eager and you're hungry and you're really good at what you do. Yeah. yeah, you might not have done stuff, a lot of stuff like in what we need you to do, but we know we can get you up to scratch really quickly. 
So we got that project because they liked us. Like, so it's, it's always kind of worth putting a bit of personality when you are pitching and realizing that sometimes like you might think you've got the perfect pitch or the perfect video or showcase or whatever, but it has to be you at the end of it. Yeah. That was a tangent. I'm very sorry. But yeah, but no, it, but that comes through. Like, I think that, I think they got that in the movie. Like they captured that level of Matt Damon's character. Like you were saying about like, he goes kind of against the, the norms of like, you know, don't go around the agent and stuff. And he's like, I'll just fucking drive, he, I'll drive to their house. Yeah. He does that. And um, that is the, you know, but it's like, you'll remember the dude that drove, like you'll remember the dude that drove to your house and oh, had the personal conversation with you. And I think like they captured that like really, really nice. A hundred percent. Sometimes you've just got to go, you know, like there's rules for a reason, but sometimes, you know, it's, I don't want to be really, I want to try to be really careful with what I say here, but sometimes, you know, you've got to break some of those rules yeah. to be able to make that name for yourself. You know, like a lot of design theory is rule driven, right? Yeah. And we were talking about this just before we started recording the um, last year's Spotify. Yeah. You don't like, typically you, you don't stretch typography, so you can't read it. But a lot of last year's Spotify wrapped um, campaign was stretch typography and he used type as image, but not as like a, meant to be a readable piece of um, communication, right? It was type as image. And yeah. that's why it worked. And it divided a lot of the design community because people going, no, typography has to be readable because it's a communicator. But just because it's defined as the language we read or whatever, these symbols at the end of the day, that's what the alphabet is. It's just symbols. They can be image. Yeah, they can it's, be like art. On their yeah, own, yeah, it doesn't have to be a communicator for language. Yeah. It can be an image. And I think that was really interesting because the um, it broke a lot of conventions. And sometimes you just have to break those conventions to get the end result. Yeah, because I, like, I, I remember you saying that you knew about the, the percentage of the shoe um color and stuff yeah that's depicted in air where it's like there had to be like what is it 40 something it's oh god you put me on the spot yeah but it it couldn't be a certain percentage of colors because it was distracting for other players yeah. and it had to there was back then at least um it was really regimented with what colors you could use and the percents you could use yeah because so like the majority it, of the shoe kind of has to be it had to be white, white essentially. yeah it had to be white and then the um <laughs> and then they're like, well, we'll just do it red. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, well, we're not allowed to do that. Who cares? Yeah. We'll pay the fine yeah. every time he wears them. And that in itself, you know, that's marketing right yeah. there, right? And that's like, yeah, you don't want to have that cheeky fine, but maybe that, maybe with how many people see that, like that fine is going to be like, yeah. you know, a pebble in the water. Yeah. So it should be a drop in the ocean, but yeah. Drop in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So then, so what is it a dad movie? Um, I think it is a bit. What yeah. makes it a dad movie? Like, why do we know like dad movies? What's happened? It's because we both have dogs. Yeah, dad dogs. Yeah, dog dads. Dog, dog, dog not dad dogs. Dog dads. The um, I think it's a bit of a dad film. Like, but what's that? What's a dad movie? I question mark. Um. I think it's because it's like it's not like an actiony, fast-paced film. The dads like, love action movies. I mean, they do, but I think it's like just a really strong narrative film about something that is, you know, like dramatized documentary, like dramatized, like factual sort yeah. of films, right? I think they're probably they're, uh, 
Sorry. But nobody dies, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Is no, that what it is? Like, nobody yeah, dies. It's you can put it on the Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's just an easy watch, right? It's yeah. an easy watch. You can go through it, it grips you, you know what's gonna happen. But it's not action, it's not super fast paced, it's just a really good well timed film with a cast that arguably we've grown up with. Yeah, I think that the the intro the intro had this like amazing almost like montage of like the eighties. Oh, like the 80s into the 90s kind of it was all well stuff that i remember from the 90s but mm-hmm. that was clearly from the 80s of like pop culture stuff yeah and i was just sitting there with like the biggest biggest smile grin. on my face just going like oh my god this is beautiful nostalgia hit right in my veins i think that's what maybe that's the dad yeah that's the what the uh i think that's that what that that's what makes a film a dad film like the nostalgic stuff like yeah. potentially at least like I'm nostalgic about certain films that like aren't necessarily dad films, I guess. What else is a dad movie then? Um, honestly, we're doing a dad double bill. We put air in there. What do we put Ooh. beside it? The first thing I, I the first thing that's coming to mind. I know it's not a dad film. I don't know why it's coming to mind, but Small Soldiers. That's not a dad movie. I know. I don't you know why. It's, like Small Soldiers. Like, I don't. I don't know why it's like coming to mind. That's coming to mind specifically. But I think for me, a dad film like maybe like any sort of like dramatized documentary. Like that let's, sort of thing. Let's have a thing. What else could we put beside? Hmm. Dad films. Oh. Um. <laughs> You're laughing. It's going to be mucky. It's it's not mucky. It's not mucky. But the main actor's a bit mucky. Um, Hot Shots Part Two. That's not a dad movie. No, I think that I think that is. I think that's got quite good dad humor in. Rush Hour Two as well. That's not that. You just you're just naming stuff that you like. I know, but I mean, yeah, maybe I don't know. What is a dad film? Dad movie double bill with air. I think it needs to be something like maybe slightly similar. I think Saving Mr. Banks is a little bit too like mm. it's a little bit too smoltzy to be a dad movie. I'm thinking something like Field of Dreams. You see, know, I'm have thinking, you not seen Field of Dreams? I haven't, no, but I'm thinking... Keep that they will come. Yeah, I've not seen it. Do you know the premise? No. Is this going to be a film for me to watch? Kevin Costner... Yeah. ...builds a fucking baseball... Oh, no, 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 I know, I know the film. I know, I know the film, I know the film. And the ghosts yeah. come and play in it. Yeah, yeah, I know the film. Now yeah. that I say it out loud, so it's fucking ridiculous. The, uh, that, yeah, I suppose that can count as a, a dad film. I think that's a dad the, um, I think any sort of, like, dramatised documentary I mean, qualifies. for the record, that's not... I've said that four times now. Based on any, it's not based on any true events. Well, oh, I don't know, maybe Kevin Costner. Did <laughs> seeing ghosts. fucking spooky guys playing fucking sports in the back garden. Um, but yeah, back to, back to Air. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think at the end where they... And a lot of, like, dramatised film... Um, dramatised depictions and documentaries do this where they say the outcome of, like, after what the film. So I'm going to... I'm going to ask, because I can't remember the name of the guy who designed the um, the Air Jordan. There's a little bit of a... Um, kind of, like, a tribute to him because he passed away. He passed away, like... During... It, it was before. I think it was just as the um, the script was wrote for this right. film. The um, I think that's what it was. But the last he seemed shot, interesting. Yeah, and like the last shot is him drawing out the logo and like being like, "Yeah, this is this is the thing. This yeah. is the thing." 
And, um, you know, that's arguably, like, one of the most iconic pieces of, like, sport brand around. And it's just, it's just sick. Awesome. That was a... Even if you're not a dog. If you're not a dog? <laughs> not a dog? Even if you're not a dad or a dog dad. It's a great film. Just give it a watch. It's a great film. Yeah. It's super gripping. And ben Affleck's fucking ridiculous in it. He is. He's, he plays like... <laughs> He plays the um, the C. Is it the CEO? It is yeah. the CEO of Nike. He was the CEO of Nike at the time. Yeah. And um, honestly, it's just a great depi- depiction of like what film that Knight. era. His name film, is yeah, film Knight. Knight. That's it. The um, it's just a great depiction of what sportwear was like in that era. And you know, I didn't know that. You know, like what ten years, fifteen years later, Nike acquired Converse. You know, that was like one of the biggest things I took away from it was like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, because I grew up wearing Converse quite a lot. The, um, yeah, I thought that was like super, super cool. Kind of like all the beats after this deal was made and how it affected, you know, the the industry just in general. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Give it a watch. Give it a watch. You're probably going to have to find it now on streaming services. It's it's still Apple TV. I don't know. It's still in the cinema, I think. You know, I, th- I think, but, you know, by the time you watch this, in the, maybe listen watch to this. this. This is audio. This. Listen to this, maybe in a year. It's definitely on the cinema, so get it wherever. Yeah, awesome. So this has been Sick Boy Video Club with Rory Coyle and Rob Bedford. Um, give us a follow. Share it around. Check us out. Do all the bits. Yeah, you can find me um, more, normally Rory Wrestler on most things. Twitter is Rory Wrestler. Instagram is Rory Wrestler. Merch is RoryWrestler.com. Patreon is Rory coil i don't know why i decided to change it all of a sudden i thought life after wrestling gotta have it all be linear, linear. no it's life after wrestling i just thought i'm gonna set myself up for a future career in uh, chatting shit about movies um and look Rob, at, look at it now anything you want to plug um no not really i should say before i finish for a man that for a man that ha- you have very good taste in like shoes and stuff yes and that's why um you had that instant boner when I on. you're wearing fucking Greg socks and a pair of Crocs. Hey, right. Crocs, right. Crocs get a real bad name, but Crocs are banging. But Greg socks and Crocs. So Greg, like not to tangent as we're closing out the, um, every time, you know, prime put on the does... socks. Someone dies. <laughs> Child. Someone dies. No. Uh, every time Greg's do a collaboration with Primark, they, uh, I actually closed the studio. I opened the studio later that day rather than our usual open times. We opened like half an hour, 40 minutes later on that day because the whole team, we all got a Primark and we just grabbed loads of Greg's merch. Because it's just, it's class. Sweet Jesus. Man. It's class. But Crocs, Crocs are mint. Like, you know, if, you, if you're against the Croc, just grab one. All right. And yeah, that's it. That should be the cut, Mark. Just, just grab one. On that donor, yeah. <laughs>